This is the Truth Network. Bible Wonders of Habakkuk. Oh, did God have a treat for me today? <laughs> On the 17th verse of the second chapter of Habakkuk, which again is the pay verse, like we talked about the pay verse was so significant in the first chapter, and I'm it's just absolutely blown away. Like I said, he woke me up at midnight to work on this and we worked on it for a few hours and I went back to sleep for a couple hours and then got back up and worked on it some more. <laughs> I had so much fun. Oh, God showed me such amazing, like behold, regard and wonder marvelously. As it said in the first chapter, I I'm regarding and wondering marvelously. So again, like, like in the first chapter, there is not a pay in this verse anywhere but it's the lack of the pay that becomes significant. And <clears throat> as I processed that, it was the key that unlocked this for me, for me. And, and again, uh, you know, my interpretation, <laughs> it seems unique. I, I don't see anybody else who has it, but to me, it's just glaringly obvious. But, and it becomes more glaringly obvious to me the more I study it, that, that, that letter pay has to do with speaking. Okay. And poor Nebuchadnezzar, when he decided or yeah that he was going to impute his power unto his god which was murdoch which was a bull calf is what that word when you translate the the uh, babylonian god murdoch which was his god that he actually dedicated his dynasty to uh, when he did that the next thing you know god said oh so you want to live like a bull <laughs> you want to see what it's like to not hear any, you know, and you can't hear from God. You won't be able to hear from people. Not only that, you won't be able to speak. And so the lack of the pay is really what unlocked this verse for me, because to me, this clearly is speaking of this, and I'll unpack why, why I believe that. And so the 17th verse reads in English in the King James Version, for the violence of Lebanon shall cover thee and the spoil of beasts, which made them afraid because of men's blood and for the violence of the land and of the city and all that dwell therein. So, um, the thing that just, like I said, that I knew that this was the pay verse. And so I started to think where, you know, what, there's no pay in here. What, what is the pay? And similarly, like we, we talked about the 17th verse of the first chapter, it's the lack of this expression that is causing the issue. <laughs> and, and certainly when, when you read, Daniel chapter four, which I can't recommend highly enough that you read that in light of this verse, uh, it will become really spectacular to you. And also the whole story of the golden calf, they're all intertwined here in this, in the same verse. And when you think about it, um, well, let's just go into the words for a second. So for the violence of Lebanon, well, Lebanon, you know, is known for its cedars, which are trees. Well, if you look at the, the dream that Nebuchadnezzar had, was all about a tree, right? And that tree was going to get tut, cut down, and you might remember all that, and Daniel would explain that. And, and again, when you go back to the first chapter of Habakkuk, you might even remember as it, as it comes into these 16, 17 verses, they're, they're talking about that their meat was plenteous. Well, if you read that dream of, of this tree of Lebanon that, that Nebuchadnezzar had, it's all about their meat being plenteous. And it's, it's fascinating to me, the correlation between the two. And so you see that, and then it says that the spoil of beasts, well, that word spoil is shad. It's, it's a shin and a dalid, and interestingly, when you look in the concordance of 
you know, a Shin Dalit word can mean demon. And that demon specifically is the demon of the bull Colossus, according to the, you know, the, the regular uh, concordance in the, in the Hebrew dictionary. So, you know, this idea of the spoil of beasts in, in this case is the demon of <laughs> essentially the bull Colossus, which is the same bull that, you know, we keep, we, we continue to see this calf throughout the Bible that is a molten, and that, that idea of a molten or poured calf becomes significant too. But here we see that this is clearly a demon, and, and when you think about poor Nebuchadnezzar or maybe lucky Nebuchadnezzar, because I would call this a severe mercy. What happened to Nebuchadnezzar was he had a chance to repent. This happened for seven years that he ate grass like a bull so that he would see what it was like that bulls don't speak. And the beauty of God and the beauty of our relationship, and to me this is something I really took from this verse, is the fact that faith comes from hearing. And again, remember the righteous will live by faith. That's what Habakkuk is learning here. Faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God. Well, in the previous verse, remember, because of drinking, his ears would get clogged up. That pride clogs up our ears, especially when we drink. And then here, obviously, he needs to hear and that would be <laughs> the problem is he's got no pay in his life. He, he not only can't hear, he can't speak. And, and speaking is what makes the difference between men and animals, right? And so he's, he's there eating grass. He can't hear from God. He can't hear from another person. And another person cannot hear from him. And so here he is. And he's covered in this. But very interesting to me is this idea of molten or poured but in, if you look at Nebuchadnezzar's dream and certainly Daniel's imp impression of it and, and as he interpreted it for the king, that, that, that idea of dew of heaven would be constantly covering um, Nebuchadnezzar as he was, you know, obviously out in the field. Well, that's the dew of heaven is, is the word of God. I mean, it just is. <laughs> and it was interesting that as he had a chance for seven years to take in that dew from heaven, so that he could finally go, oh, there is a God, and it's not a bull, okay? <laughs> there is a God, and I'm not him. There is a God, and he wants to talk to me. And, and, if he, and, and look at Nebuchadnezzar's statements, right, of his repentance that, oh, my goodness. And then the thing that I also found fascinating is in Habakkuk's prayer in the first chapter, he says, right, uh, when, when, well, actually what God told Habakkuk, it says, then his mind will change and he will pass over and offend and impute his power unto his God. Well, and he imputed his power unto his God. That was Murdoch. I mean, that was the bull. <laughs> well, you know, then the next verse that, that Habakkuk says is, Art thou not from everlasting, O Lord my God, my Holy One? Well, look. Look, look, look what Nebuchadnezzar says when he wakes up and smells the <laughs> grass, I guess. <laughs> he says, art thou not from everlasting, O Lord my God? I mean, just read it and you go, oh, I think that clearly Nebuchadnezzar has read Habakkuk. <laughs> and no doubt that Nebuchadnezzar, I mean, Habakkuk was written um, before this. And so you, you can't see the prophecies like, man, it's just more than amazing that, that he would have that experience. Right. And so then it says, you know, obviously that he's going to be covered in this because of men's blood and the violence of the land and of the city. 
and those that dwell within. Well, really cool. I mean, really, really cool. And maybe way deeper than my pay grade. If you read uh, the the vision and the dream that, that Nebuchadnezzar had and that Daniel would interpret, it speaks of these watchers, you know, which is interpreted many places as angels, but you can make the determination of are these what, you know, the great cloud of witnesses are the ones that are speaking the proverb against him that we talked about, you know, previously in the, in the second chapter, that is these watchers are speaking against Nebuchadnezzar, right? They're the ones that declare, okay, it's time, buddy. It's time to be um, out there in the field being Murdoch. <laughs> you know, I have a little bull time. However that worked out, you know, I don't suppose it's funny, but it, it, it certainly is a severe mercy. Like how lucky was Nebuchadnezzar, right? That he'd spilled all this blood and all this had happened to him, yet God gave him a chance to repent and to really hear from God like man. And, and, I'm, and there's no doubt in my mind that this was a result of Daniel's friendship to him. Uh, you know, I find it interesting that Daniel was very troubled when he interpreted the dream. He obviously had some regard for Nebuchadnezzar and, and, and he didn't want him to have to go through that. Um, but as he did go through it, it was the best possible thing for Nebuchadnezzar because, you know, he got a chance to find out who God was. And we all get a chance as a result of this to look at this whole event and review it in light of our very own lives. Like, can you not see the connection between this and the plagues that were on Egypt, right? They all were seven days as well, just like, um, you know, Nebuchadnezzar's was seven years. And, and they all were aimed at the gods of Egypt, just like this was aimed clearly to me. It's clearly aimed at Nebuchadnezzar's God. And, and so how about me, right? And, and as I began to, and I asked the Holy Spirit, I said, well, what about me? What, what, what did I make a God and I end up having, you know, this Nebuchadnezzar experience? <laughs> and I thought about that, oh, wow, oh, well, obviously one of my biggest struggles in life had been pornography. And what was I doing? I was worshiping the flesh. Well, what was one of the worst experiences of my life, possibly, um, which again led me to some beautiful understandings, was lymphoma, which was, you know, I'm worshiping the flesh. Well, guess what? I get a disease in my flesh. I, again, I, you know, I have no way to know. I'm, I'm, I feel that's what the Holy Spirit is telling me to look at, to see that God is using these severe mercies to get our attentions to show us that, man, we, we need to worship the real God, one that, that, that speaks, the one that the pay is all about, because he spoke everything into, and, and, the, and our ability to speak, you know, defines us from the animals, and, and our ability to hear allows us to have this relationship with God. And faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God. Like, wow. Um, and I can't help but note how deeper my faith went during that time of lymphoma. And, and there's no doubt for Nebuchadnezzar, you know, he had quite an experience. And, and I'm sure he would tell you today. Um, and it'd be interesting to see if he's in heaven. Um, you know, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times, but it was really, in fact, the best of times. Think about it. I mean, isn't that amazing? I'm so grateful. I really, really am that you are listening today and, and partnering with us and praying for this podcast as God continues to enlighten. I'm so grateful for him waking me up this morning. It was worth every minute. Oh, the joy of seeing these mysteries unraveled uh, in these verses. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.